are here with Alyssa from Mixed Up, the founder of Mixed Up Money, who I'm super pumped to talk about. Alyssa has two books that uh, we are giving away as part of the giveaway. Um, her 100-day financial journal, gold journal, um, and her financial first aid, which is coming out soon. So I'm super pumped for both of those because they're both great resources. And today we're talking all about communicating with your partner about money. Kind of a dicey topic sometimes. Not everyone's favorite, but it is important. We all know that. <laughs> so jumping in right in right from the start, how do you start? Like if I've never talked to my partner about money, it's kind of taboo. How do you suggest we start? Yeah, so I think it's uncomfortable for anyone to talk about money. It's it's kind of an awkward conversation and especially awkward if you're still new to your relationship or you're in the beginning stages of your relationship. So, but I think... Um, once you've made the mutual decision that it's time to talk about money, I think you can start talking about your financial goals first. I feel like that's an easy lead in to talk about because it's an exciting thing to talk about rather than getting into the, this is how much debt I have. And these are all the credit cards I use um, to talk about like, what do we want to do in the next three to five years together? Is there something we can save for? Are we, do we want to take a trip to Mexico? Um, that's an easy and fun way to jump into the conversation of money rather than those more difficult conversations. And once you kind of get into that side of money, you can talk about the emotional side of money. I like to say that couples should really lead with how do you actually feel about money as opposed to what do you do with money? Because a lot of us grow up in different households with different parents that view money differently. And that really leads into how we manage our money as adults. So talking about the emotional side of money is actually the best place to start because, you know, when I was growing up, my parents didn't talk about money very much, but I never felt like we weren't financially secure. So if I ended up partnering with someone who had parents who were living paycheck to paycheck, then the two of us are going to look at money completely differently. And it's going to impact the way we spend money as adults. So if you kind of get that stuff out in the open right away, it'll make those difficult conversations a little bit easier understanding where your partner is coming from, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And I think that emotional piece is so important because I think it's easy to think numbers and be like, I'm not good at numbers. I'm not good at money. But it's like there's so many emotions tied into that. Um, what yeah, absolutely. Some, what are some roadblocks? Like, is, is that emotional piece some of the roadblocks that is stopping people from having these conversations, do you think? A hundred percent. Like the biggest roadblocks always come down to mental aspects. Like for money, so many people deal with shame, guilt, fear. So those three things can be what holds us back from actually approaching our partner and having those conversations in the first place. So one thing I suggest is if you feel any of those feelings and or your partner feels any of those feelings, I say it's perfectly fine to set a money date so that you can both mentally prepare for a more difficult conversation, um, set ground rules like saying, okay, if it hits a certain point, maybe we have a safe word. And if I say watermelon, that means we stop because I'm feeling stressed. I'm feeling overwhelmed. Like, I think it's good to just be honest and open with the fact that you're not completely comfortable yet. You have to start somewhere. I think those are great tips. I love the idea of a safe word, especially I would think like to me, first thing is like, make it really something silly. Cause then it just totally breaks the, oh, yeah. right. Exactly. That's a really good tip. Are there any mistakes someone can make? So I'm like, okay, I'm going to have this money date. 
Uh, I love money dates, by the way. I have them all the time with my partner. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, we're going to have a money date. I'm ready. I'm like I'm in that headspace. What are some mistakes that I want to try to kind of avoid? I think the biggest one is that we all have our own kind of invisible scripts about money. That's something Ramit Sethi talks about. If if you haven't read his book, I Will Teach You to Be Rich, it's a great one as well. And he has a lot of great resources. But that's something he talks about is the things that you were told growing up those become a part of your life and your kind of internal beliefs that you may not realize. So if someone suggests something new or different to you, you might feel a little defensive, maybe a little bit judgmental or like you're being judged. And so I think kind of being open to the fact that not everyone's going to think about money or do things with money the same that you as you will. And that might be your partner as well. Like you might not be on the same page about every single aspect of money and that's okay um, but it's also important that you both recognize that you need to kind of drop those judgments and let, let the cloak down, I guess, and just be open to different ideas and different perspectives. Because if you're not willing to like look past certain things, I think that's when arguments start to happen. And I also think a big mistake that couples make is they immediately go into conversations thinking, well, we're going to be equals. So everything will just split everything 50, 50. And I like to say, equality isn't really the best thing to do. It, it more has to be about the equity. Like, are we equitable in the relationship? 50-50 doesn't mean 50-50 if one of you is making $100,000 a year and the other person's only making $60,000 a year. You can't split the bills 50-50 and expect that everyone's winning in that relationship. So I think there's a lot of mistakes that can happen, but if you are open to the conversation and you aren't judging each other throughout the conversation, then that's really helpful. Okay. I've got two questions that kind of came from that. The first one is how many money dates are we talking here? So if you've never done it before, am I like, okay, we're in for like a three hour session, you know, or <laughs> what, like, what are we thinking here? What are we looking at? I think it depends on your personality. Like some of us, if we're a type, then we want to have that three hour conversation and, and get everything out of the way right away. But I don't think it has to be that serious. Like we, my partner and I only meet every paycheck and we just say, it's nothing too serious either. It's just like, Hey, how are you doing? Do we need to readjust anything? Are we on track with our financial goals? Um, because those three questions are like the, how are you feeling is like, are you good? Like, are you good with all of your obligations or do we need to reassess and do something together? Those are like three simple questions you can ask every paycheck. It's only twice a month and it can take like 20 minutes. And sometimes it might take an hour because you do need to change things up, but it really doesn't have to be that much. I'd say though, at the beginning, it is good to talk about it as often as possible, just so that you can get through all of those barriers sooner rather than later. And when should this start happening? So is this something where, where it's going to wait till we're married? This is like, obviously not first date. Well, maybe it's first date for some people. <laughs> it's a good time to kind of start getting that money situation or the money conversation started. I think it depends what stage of relationship you're at would, would dictate the kinds of conversations you're having. So if you just started dating someone, I think it's just good to have those like, Hey, how do you view money? Like, are you a saver? Are you a spender? Like getting to know your partner to make sure that it's going to be a good fit, because I do think that matters in a relationship. Um, and if you're planning to move in together, then of course you need to start talking about your budget and how you're actually going to manage the money together as a team. Um, and whether you want to combine your finances or um, blend them or keep them completely separate. So 
when you're in a relationship, things will change constantly. Every single milestone you hit, you'll have to reassess things. Like I've been with my partner for over a decade now, and we have adjusted how we manage our money as a team every single milestone. So the first time we moved in together, then the first time we got married, then when we had a baby, then when we had a second baby. So every single time something big happens, you're going to have to get to know a little bit more about your partner and your money and keep evolving. And I think that's something for us too, is like, we're constantly having like, and constantly changing. It's adapting. Um, oh, hundred percent. Before those milestones, right? Like how, what things are going on. And I totally get that. Now, money is a big thing. Obviously we talked about the emotional side. So what, let's talk practical side. We're communicating with our partner. Is it like a joint account? Is it a separate account? Where, what about the, like that part of things? Well, I think, um, first of all, you do want to talk about, um, a basic budget, like where's your money going? How much money do you have coming in? How much money goes out? Those are things you obviously need to know. I think you have to disclose your debts. Uh, A lot of people don't want to do that. But it's going to be an issue if you do stay together and end up getting married because then your debt is now their debt. So the sooner you disclose those types of things, the better. Um, those are the more practical sides of things. Um, also, when you're doing your budget, it's it's good to do that just simply to know, like, where are you spending your money? Because maybe you're both paying for a Netflix subscription and you only need one. Um, so small things like that are important to talk about. Um, and I don't know, basically, like, the further along you are in your relationship and the more equipped you are to have those conversations, the better. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of really great, um, actionable advice you're saying. So those three questions that you would ask, um, I love that every paycheck we're more of a, I don't think ours is as structured as that. Um, but I really like the structure and paycheck time is a good time to remember that. So that's really good. Um, I love the ideas of ground rules, have a set time. And also with a paycheck, you have it like, this is the time we're going to be doing that and being ready for that sort of thing. I really like that. If you had to give somebody one piece of advice, so this is, you know, you can only do one thing. What is that one piece of advice that's going to help ease that conversation and make everything a little bit smoother? I think I kind of said it already once, and that is the earlier on in the relationship, the better and the more often. So early and often, that's always what I say to couples is you have to talk about money as much as possible, just so that it becomes more comfortable. Um, one other thing that I'll say is that if you are in a relationship with someone who's uncomfortable talking about money, because that will happen, um, it's okay to start small and talk about things that aren't specific to money because most things in life revolve around money regardless. So it can be an icebreaker to see where the conversation goes. I have like a bunch of questions that I like people to ask. And it's basically just like, let's envision ourselves 10 years from now what are you wearing and where are you living? Like, those are two great questions. They have nothing to do with money you'd say, but they really do. Because if one person says, I'm going to live downtown and I'm going to be wearing suits. And the other person says, well, I want to be wearing bikinis and live on the beach. You know, those are two really different lifestyles. They cost different um, amounts of money. And it's kind of just that like icebreaker into like, okay, well, like, how are we going to accomplish living downtown with suits or where, like, how are we going to afford to live on a beach? Those, those things maybe will come up later, but just something to kind of ease that situation. If your partner is not open to the, Hey, let's just like immediately jump in and talk about our budget. Yeah. And I think I'm finding, um, I read some or heard somewhere recently that a lot of couples, it's like one person is like the money person. And one person is like, Nope, don't want nothing to do with it. And I think, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that is kind of true. Right. Like that's the same in our relationship, you know, friends of mine, same thing. Um, 
so is this something that the money person person I you know is are they bringing this conversation starter is it if you're not the money person in your part in your partnership should you be starting that like where are you how can we help ease that I think it can be either one I don't I don't think it really matters usually the money person is going to be the one that's actually bringing it up and I know that's not an easy position to be in but I think like I'm definitely the money person in my relationship um and we have always kept our finances kind of separate. So we do a kind of, kind of like a blended financial situation where we have our own accounts that are completely separate from one another, but we also have a joint account. We also have a joint credit card and that's how we manage our mutual bills for our household. But the reason that we have separate bank accounts is because I am a money person and my husband is not. And if he wants to go out and spend money on lunch every single day, I feel like I would be upset if I saw that in my bank statements. Whereas there's no really reason for me to be upset considering all of our bills are paid, all of our goals are being reached. We've automated everything we need to automate. So it's not fair for me to be nitpicking someone when they're doing everything they need to be doing that we've already agreed on. So those are the kinds of conversations that I think are good to have. And that's one of those things where like my internal belief is like, don't need to be spending money like that frequently and on that kind of stuff when like, that's not how my partner feels and there's nothing wrong with how he feels either. So that was something that I had to learn to accept. That's a great tip. I had to learn a similar thing in mine. I don't know how many fights we had over a $2 Tim Hortons coffee. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah. seriously, what are we doing? Why am I arguing about this? So I think that's really important. I think you make a good point about money scripts. We all have those invisible money scripts that we don't realize from our childhood. And I really can appreciate the fact of start those conversations without money. You know, it's money related without being money kind of thing. Because if you're not the money person, it can be overwhelming and trying to do too much. Um, it just seems like, nope, I just want to put my head in the sand. I don't care. I don't want to talk about it. I mean, I've seen that look when I start going you know, crazy. My partner just glosses over. Yeah, I think a lot of the people that I talk to, it always comes down to the higher earner feels like they have more say in the relationship and in the finances. And I don't think that has to be the case. I feel like there needs to be Uh, an even playing field. And by having that kind of equitable split that I mentioned earlier, you can eliminate some of those like, well, I decide how the money's spent because I make more money. Um, That's not how an equitable household works. All of the decisions should be made as a team. And the more comfortable you are talking about it, the better. So like if you're going into a conversation where maybe your partner feels like they should be the one that's in control of the money, I think it's good to have a clear idea of what specifically your end goal is like, what do you want to get out of this conversation? When you talk about money, do you want them to understand that you need help paying your debt? Or do you want to make sure that you're both splitting the bills 50, 50, but equitably so that you are able to still save for retirement in the same ways that they are. So having that clear idea is super important. Yeah. And I think that's a great point. I think, especially um, for women, sometimes in um, partnerships, there is a lot of like unpaid labor, you know, to a certain extent, mm-hmm. right? So I might not be making as much as my partner does. I don't, but there's a lot of other unpaid labor that I'm still contributing. So it doesn't mean I'm not, you know, 50, 50 in that relationship, um, that sort of thing. And I think that often gets overlooked. So I think I love the idea of just having a goal, what you're trying to get into. And there's something, uh, in teaching that we often said was fair is not equal. 
um, and that was like a big piece, mm-hmm. right? So I looking at that equity piece versus equality is very important too. So I think that's some really good um, tips with that. I love that. I think one book too, if if you're someone who's experiencing that, that you should absolutely read is Fair Play by Eve Rodesky. It basically talks about how you can split the burden of that invisible labor at, at home, regardless of income level. And it's such a good tool. And one thing that I've like talked about sometimes too, is like, if you're asking the other partner to be more involved in the money, let's say you're the non-money person, then offer to take something off their plate. Right. So if I, mm-hmm. my partner, I'm saying, Hey, I need you to, you know, do this a little bit more, but I will do this as well. Right. Cause it doesn't, it, no burden, whether it be money burden or anything should be on one person. Absolutely. So I definitely can appreciate that. Are there any kind of lat? You've got these are great. I feel like I'm going to watch this again and take notes because this was awesome. Lots of actual advice. Um, I think we kind of went really fast over some stuff, but having ground rules of the conversation, um, really checking with emotion first, not starting with money as far as numbers, but starting with the money emotions is a great tip. And that safe word, I am definitely going to implement. <laughs> I love that safe word. And really checking in. Can you remind us what are those three questions you talk about on Paycheck Day? What were those three again? Oh, we just say like, how are you doing? Um, are you okay with all of the bills? Um, do we need to reassess anything in our budget? And what? How are we doing with our financial goals? Those are the three ones. And I also have um, a few other questions you can discuss when you're talking about the emotional side of money. So I'll list those as well if anyone wants to write them down. Is how did your family manage money growing up? a great question to ask your partner. Um, How would you describe your relationship with money? Like, do you consider money good, bad, or neutral? That's a really common question that people suggest. And when you think about money, how do you feel? Like, does it stress you out? Does it, do you feel excited? Um, Those are three great questions to ask when you're dealing with the emotional side of money. Those are awesome. Yeah. There's um, tons of notes, tons of action advice. I am loving this. Absolutely. So I want to thank you, Alyssa, um, for your time. This has been super good. Now, where can people, if they want to like learn more about talking about money with their partners, I know that you've got a course about that. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. So you can head to my website, mixedupmoney.com. I have a course there and it's, oh, bad word. <laughs> Are we ready to talk about money? Um, but I also have it as a course for $130, but I also have a workbook that's more affordable for $40 um, where you can sit through and go through. And it has a lot of those questions we've talked about. Um, and you can work through it in like an hour a week even, and just slowly ease into talking about money because I know it's a really scary conversation. Awesome. And I love, um, you've got a ton of free stuff also on your website. So her website is mixedupmoney.com. Check out her shop. Um, you can connect with her that way. She's got lots of great stuff. So awesome. Thank you so much, Alyssa, um, for your time. Thanks for having me.